0: Welcome to the Early Career Hacks Podcast, where we teach you real world hacks from real experience that will help you kickstart your career. All right, guys, this is Josh Tapp, and I'm here with Jared Hagan, and he is a learning and development consultant here. So, he, what he does is he actually focuses on helping develop businesses by helping their um, employees and creating leadership plans and and leadership presentations to help them grow their company so how are you today Jared
1: great thanks Josh perfect happy to be on
0: I'm glad you're here so we want to start off just by starting with like what is your career what do you what do you do I know I explained a little bit but
1: yeah I'll go into a little bit more detail for you uh, it can be somewhat complicated in fact I get that question a lot and even after I explain it, some people walk away still wondering what I do. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, I guess to make a, uh, just to give you a, sort of a broad 30,000-foot view of my role, as a consultant, my goal is to go in and work with business units or business leaders and understand the performance gaps that they might be experiencing either on their team or with certain individuals. And so I do a little bit of a needs assessment with those groups. We talk a little bit about where their gaps are and then I typically come back with a proposal for them as to what type of training and development I think that they may need for their group whether it be team development or whether it be individual competencies that we're trying to design so where I spend I would say I spend 50% of my time uh, working with the key leaders and then designing uh, and facilitating leadership and soft skills training for those groups and I would say the other half of my time is actually spent working with subject matter experts uh, when I'm trying to design curriculum related to technical training. I know leadership. I've spent a lot of time training in leadership. So that's where my skill set, my wheelhouse is, if you will. But the technical training for a lot of the staff, I rely heavily on the subject matter experts. And so I meet with them a lot, design the training, design the curriculum, and get their feedback and input to that curriculum. And then once it's created, I either leverage them to do the training, or a lot of the times we put it online, and so we, we develop e-learning material for the technical aspects of their job. Does that help? Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Make a little bit more sense.
0: Yeah, I, <laughs> that, that was a better explanation than you even gave me. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> that's awesome. So what did it take for somebody to become, you know, in your field to be able to become a, a, a leadership consultant like yourself?
1: Yeah, so this is a it's a pretty open field, so what I'll do is share with you a little bit about how I fell into this role. Perfect. And then I'll share uh, as we go through a little bit around what what other avenues or doors are there to get into this type of field. So, uh I took I would say I took a little bit of a long route. Uh my passion was always uh fitness and wanting to open up my own recreational center. And so I actually ended up managing YMCA's for 7 years. And as I as I managed YMCA's, I, I had a real passion for developing leaders. At the YMCA, it was sort of a stepping stone for a lot of people in their careers. And so what I found was that I really enjoyed working with, with individuals who uh, had an idea where they wanted to go and, and how I might help develop them and get them ready for their next career. And uh, as a result, being put into that position, I, I think... Um, at the end of that seven years, I really thought, you know, this is an area I'd like to do more of, is working with individuals and helping them in their performance. Right. So as a result, what I did was I, didn't, I wasn't too sure where to go with it. But what I did know is I love business. So I went and got my master's in business and fo- really focused as much as I can on leadership development. Now, not everybody needs to go get their MBA in this field to be um, where I'm at. Uh, I did that mostly because I'm, I'm passionate about it and, not just to get to a career but I, I genuinely want to know the information and, and dive into the learning uh, but then after that I went and received my uh, designation or my certification in training and development so there is a um, uh, there is a certain designation that you can get for this it's called a certified training and development consultant um, th- to apply for that you actually need uh, I think it's three to five years experience in training and development okay. uh, so I when, when I started, so I went and and started working in that area, and then applied and, and went after the certification. So it isn't one that you can just jump into right away. You do need to uh, get some experience, but you can do that. You can go get that experience, and even if if some of that experience is volunteer work, you could do that to get that certification. Um. So, uh, but it, like I mentioned earlier, in this field, there's so much, uh, so many doors that you can do to enter that. And what I mean by that is. There's, uh, there's what I do, which is the learning and development consulting, where you do needs analysis and, and curriculum design, but there's also leadership coaching, and so there's a lot of certifications that people can get and go after to get their coaching, and which is typically more one-on-one uh, type of coaching, either executive coaching or working with managers and leaders. Um, I, I enjoy working with teams, so that's where I, I spend most of my time. So. Uh, Although coaching falls into that too, when you start to work with teams and, and understand that there's some gaps with certain leaders, then right. it does come in handy to have your coaching degree to, to sit down with each one of those individual leaders at a time. Um, there's also adult learning. So if people want to actually go in and, and, and teach courses, uh, then it's also good to have your, uh, to, to get into the adult learning and get that certification that you can get at a university. You, a person really just needs to get a better idea of where they want to go first. Yeah, yeah. That's that's. So I don't know if that 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 helps. It gives you a bit of a background. I, like I said, I went a long way. I, I I have nine years of university when I think I maybe could have done this in two years if I knew where I really wanted to go. <laughs> yeah, right.
0: That's actually that's exactly what we teach in our program to help kids get that so that you actually know where you're going. So I I definitely agree with you on that. That's really yeah, awesome. yeah.
1: You can cut down a. Lot, you can save a lot of money by knowing where you want to go. Right. And the, time. the thing is, though, is I, I I knew where I wanted to go. I wanted to manage recreational facilities. Right. Uh, and so I did that, and I did that for seven years, and then so I guess I was ready for my next career. So it wasn't wasted time. That's for sure. I enjoyed I enjoyed
0: managing YNCAs. Yeah, you weren't living on your parent in your parents' basement or anything.
1: <laughs> no, no, not yet. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's awesome. So, Jared, what do you what do you enjoy about your career? I mean, I'm, you've already kind of told us a few things, but
1: yeah, you know, I, I still pinch myself that I'm in this role. To be honest, yeah, um, it, it's it is a role that I uh, like. To your point, I well, oh, once I was ready for my next career, I thought, where do I want to go? And what do I enjoy the most? And I enjoy working with with people who um, need development. People who want to—they don't understand their understand their skill set, skill sets, and what they can bring to a team. Um, I see a lot of teams who are not working well and they're not high performing, and so I saw a real need there. Um, And so I think what I enjoy the most from my role is is watching after the intervention of training and uh, the transfer of that learning that they get on site. Watching teams develop, watching people develop and go after their goals is is probably what I enjoy the most watching people flourish and you know it's one of those it is one of those careers where it's all about the person you're working with it's not about you right <laughs> and so watching people develop and move on to to reach the the highest potential to their careers is so rewarding for me
0: yeah, well, not having to worry about yourself at all just worrying about other people I think that would be a super rewarding career
1: it is yeah. And, uh, and people and people are so thankful uh, at the end of it.
0: Right. It's, mm. How long have you been doing this for? May, may I ask you that?
1: Yeah, I've been now uh, in this role for about four years. Okay. Four. okay. Uh, but then in a leadership role, uh, well, I guess I've been uh, in a leadership role for about 15 years prior to that.
0: Yeah. That's super awesome. Mm. So you've got quite so a, a lot of experience on your belt. <laughs>
1: you know and that's it that's another it's another good point that what really helps me in my role is to understand uh, business and to under and actually have experience in that world right it's difficult uh, it's difficult to coach and develop teams if you've never worked on a team right <laughs> you lose you lose credibility um, if you don't if you if you don't have that experience so I, I actually wouldn't recommend anyone getting into this career um, right away uh, without experiencing what it's like to work on teams that are functioning and not functioning, to work with people um, to understand a certain industry of a business that they like. Um, I find that when I do coaching or facilitating of, of leadership courses, coach, um, courses when you get, you get asked a lot of questions, and if you don't have any experience to lean on,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, then what, what you come across as more of just a textbook person but you don't have a lot of street sense, if you will.
0: <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. That's really cool.
1: So it would be good, it would be really good to, to, if people want to get into this field, uh, try to understand an industry that you enjoy as well. I um, mean, get some experience in that first and then start diving into this career.
0: Right. Well, so with mm-hmm. that being said then, what what do you think were some of the uh, the downfalls of your, of your career then?
1: Yeah, you know, I... I think, uh, with this particular role, uh, I'm not an administrative person. (laughs) Right. So when you're, when you're in a role where you actually have to design and put together curriculum, uh, that can be a tedious role. That could be, uh, if you don't have a skill set in, uh, really being analytical and, and you like to spend time on your own, then that's a bit of a struggle. But no job's perfect. Right. Um, and I would never give up the the enjoyment that I get from my career just because I don't like those types of responsibilities but it is it when you are getting into more of the curriculum design mm-hmm. that's a different skill set and that's a different temperament that you that that's required of you in your role yeah yeah that's awesome but who likes administrative path? right, right? I <laughs> that's
0: probably the, the downfall <laughs> of every job right <laughs> Yeah, you know, I
1: get my energy from being in front of people in, in, in leading teams. And uh, when, you're, when you're in front of your computer for a few hours designing curriculum, um, my energy gets drained a little bit.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely know that feeling. <laughs> <laughs> but so what advice would you give to somebody who might be interested in your career? I know you've given us a little bit, but what are some other advice, pieces of advice you would give? yeah
1: it's a, it's a good question i would i'd would sort of break the my advice into two aspects one is let me give some advice to anyone who's just any career mm-hmm. that you're that you're focusing on and then i'll focus it a bit more on learning and development so my first my first advice in any careers is, is to your point is know where you want to go mm-hmm. don't leave it to chance and i would leave i would leave this with people to be thinking about is that if you're just starting out in a career, your supervisor or your manager, whoever's whoever's supporting you, they don't go to their office and sit into their desk and think about your career right? <laughs> and your development. They're not thinking that. They may at times, but um, I see a lot of people, what they do is they, they think their manager is thinking a lot about them right. and their development. And then to your surprise, they're not. And so two years has gone by and you've done nothing um, on your own to really work towards that goal and that's why it's where it starts is knowing where you want to go how you want to get there and then don't expect other people to get you there yeah that would be one one component that I give for advice the other is to really embrace learning Um, I read at least one book a month on leadership uh, because I think people expect that from me in my courses they expect me to be the expert yeah. And so, again, I'm not going to leave that to chance either. So you need to embrace learning in any industry that you're in. You know, I, I think about, uh, um, there's a, one of my favorite quotes is by Earl Nightingale. And his quote says, one hour per day of study in your chosen field is all it takes. So one hour per day of study will put you at the top of your field mm-hmm. within three years. If you think about that, one hour per day. So what are you doing in that hour today to, to put some study towards being in the field of your choice? And then within five years, you'll be national authority. And then he goes on to talk about in in seven years, if you continue to do that, you can be one of the best people in the world at what you do. That's awesome. And uh, um, I really, I really stuck to that. Uh, I also uh, read um, a book by Malcolm Gladwell uh, titled Outliers. And I'm not too sure if you've read that book before. I
0: have, yeah. But he
1: has a concept. Yeah, he has that concept of 10,000 hours. Yeah. Right? And so, uh, and it's those people who have been the most successful in their careers have spent 10,000 hours doing that career or learning that career. And so, again, embrace learning. And then the third I would say to anyone going in any career is really focus and study on uh, your emotional intelligence. We all know that research is showing that uh, those people who have a good handle on emotional intelligence are far more successful than those who don't. When I think about my career and everything that I've done over the last you know seventeen years is that uh, this has been probably the um where I would say has led to a lot of my success is to be able to understand myself how I react to certain situations and then understand how uh, uh how I can help support those um, around me and how I impact others around me and I think uh as I think about Emotional intelligence. I always have a saying that I share to my kids that we can't always control our circumstance. We can't always control the direction we're going in our career, but what we can control is how we respond, and how we respond tells people a lot about who we are and what we believe. And so, if we respond in a way that's negative or that we don't believe in ourselves, that's telling the world um, that you don't, that you're not confident. Um, so, really watch how you respond to things that are outside of your control. So that would be my sort of my third advice that I'd give.
0: Oh, those are really good. Now, news. specifically for... Go ahead, sorry.
1: Yeah, there, yeah, sorry, as I keep talking here. <laughs> um, uh, so la- last thing I would share is about, my, this specifically this career, is um, know which area of this field that you want to go to. Like I'd mentioned, there's lots of doors. Um, and if you don't, so that'd be one. Second, if you don't know where you're going, there are a tremendous amount of people who want to help. Um, when I think about reaching out to individuals on LinkedIn, uh, when I think about my networks, uh, it is I am so blessed about the people who want to just help, simply help you find direction.
0: Right. Um,
1: I, have a, I have a mentor online uh, focused just on my development and uh, it doesn't cost me anything. And it's just a person that I reached out to and thought they had the skill sets that I'm looking for and reached out and they're more than happy to meet with me on a monthly basis. and, and uh, So there are a lot of people out there, so I'd suggest reach out to those individuals. And then uh, in this field too, certifications are your friend. Um, it builds credibility and then therefore credibility builds trust and people want to trust those who are coaching them and developing them. And so you do need to get your certifications. Don't go in just thinking that based on your experience um, that you've got this understood. So, uh, go after those ones that you want, and continue to, de- to develop yourself.
0: That's awesome. Do you mind if I go back a yeah. couple points here and, and ask you kind of a follow up question? Yeah, you bet. So, one of our uh, main audiences who, who listen to this uh, to this podcast are, are college students, and. A lot of us feel that, you know, while we're in college we do so much studying that we kind of get to the end of the day and we don't want to study at all. So, so how would you recommend that some, some, like a college student, would be able to put in that extra hour per day towards studying, or do you think college takes care of that?
1: Uh, you know what, um, yeah, there's a lots of facets to that that question, so let me try to break it down a little bit. Um, First of all, college, one thing I loved about college is that it was different than high school. And what I mean by that is you get to actually take courses or at least some of the courses that you're really interested in. Right. And because you're interested in, in it, uh, you do get some energy. And, you, and so there, there will be at times where people are taking courses they enjoy. At the end of the day, they still have energy left because they are taking courses that they enjoy. If you are a college student at the end of the day and you are feeling zapped, um, all of the time, then my question to them would be, are you, are they in the right field? Right. <laughs> are they not enjoying what they're taking? And so that's, that would be a much harder question that they'd have to look at for themselves. Um, I personally, I get in the habit of getting up um, early okay. um, so that I can spend an hour for my own development. Uh, so when I get home, I've got Two kids; they're in almost every sport imaginable. <laughs> As I even think about last, even think about last night, um, I got home at eight o'clock from the activity, still in my suit from the day, um, and still hadn't even been home yet. Oh, wow. um, and by you know, by eight thirty, uh, kids are in bed, nine to ten o'clock. I've got nothing left either, right? Um, so, I've made a conscious decision that if I want if I want to move forward and be motivated then I need to get up that extra hour early. And when, What was interesting about that is what I found is I actually had more energy in the day by getting up earlier, focusing on what I love to focus on. Uh, and it gave me energy for the rest of the day. So uh, it's actually not uh, – it actually doesn't work against you. It works for you when you start to study something that you really love and enjoy and you're passionate about. That passion carries you through the day.
0: Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. I love that cause it, So and I, I know
1: what I know what it's like to be in college. I I've, right. I've, you know, <laughs> like I said, nine nine years. Yeah. Um, of it, and uh, um, if you, I think if people really take a step back, sure, certainly there's going to be times that, you know, when you're getting to midterms, that type of thing, that you, you'll miss out um, on that offer. Oppor- you know, you you won't be able to do as much as you'd like because you're studying. But I think if people really look looked around, they'll they'll find time to make. If they know where they're going and they're passionate about it, they'll make time. Um, and exercise too, by the way. So finding time to exercise also gives you right. energy throughout the day. Yeah,
0: I agree with that. Does that
1: <laughs> does that help answer a portions of that question? Oh
0: yeah, that was I know it's a broad question, so that was a really good answer. Thanks a ton for that. Yeah. And actually with yeah. with that I think we'll we'll end that off there. But thanks a ton, Jared, for for uh, your, your advice there. and So guys, just remember the takeaways from this, or just make sure that you're focusing on uh, bettering yourself. I mean, he's, he's a leadership consultant, he knows what he's talking about, and a lot of us I think we need to, to adopt those skills um, into our lives um, a lot better as far as, as reading an hour a day and making sure we're exercising and keeping ourselves on top of it. And If we want to get to the top of our field, and that was the piece I, I liked most about that, is the top of your field just requires an hour of study per day you know, for three years. So that's super awesome. But thanks again, Jared. And, and uh, with that, we will end this podcast. You're welcome, Josh. Thanks again.